Rangers pressure phase off. The Army go crazy. Glorious goal. Glasgow in the West's league leader for 50 years. I'm asked to give an opinion and I like to give an honest one. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on the final round of top flight fixtures before the winter break. The gap at the top stays at eight after Celtic beat 10-man St Mirren 3-0. Rangers had kept up their end of the bargain with a win against Kilmarnock and there were big wins for Hearts and Aberdeen as Livy's woes continue. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna. Welcome to the winter break, gentlemen. Uh, Dyson Myra signs off to the Asian Cup with a goal in Celtic's win. Abdallah Sima signs off for AFCON with a goal on Rangers win we've got Lauren Shanklin and Boyan Mijowski scoring in wins yesterday will they sign off from Hearts and Aberdeen during this transfer window and Gordon your boys couldn't sign off with three points at Easter Road a dramatic finale all this and we've got a world darts finalist who's half the age of Hugh Keevan's high-tech trainers I was wondering where you were going with half the age there <laughs> I thought it was going to have to be something dramatic you did deliver as always, it is the winter break, Kenny. So I feel like tonight we're savouring, we're savouring that last round of fixtures. We're pretending like it's any other normal weekend before we deal with. Well, maybe, maybe it won't be a quiet time, but it could be in the coming weeks. Yeah, no entirely happy about it. To be honest with this winter break, never really like it. Uh, it's got a sense. It's not a long one this time. To be fair, it's got a kind of more of an international break type of feel. With it just being over a couple of weeks, so. Uh, yeah, we've uh, still got a lot to digest, obviously, with the games yesterday and maybe even delving a little bit deeper uh, further back. So it's, uh, yeah, a lot to look forward to. Yes, indeed. And it's 01419511025. That is the number you need. As we said, you've got to forecast these things for two more, two and a bit weeks. We're not going to have top flight fixtures to look back on. So let's do it one final time before the winter break. Let's get stuck into all the big talking points from yesterday, what was good about your team? What was bad? Who stood out? Were there any big talking points, controversial moments? And how does it set you up for this winter break? How do you assess where you arrive into this winter break at in terms of form and performances for the next couple of weeks? I hope we're awash with big signing news and transfer speculation. It would be lovely to have that. Uh, and of course, I'm sure we will get a bit creative and talk about various other topics throughout this winter break that we've got coming up but for now one final time let's look back on I was going to say the weekend's action because that's kind of how it feels um, but let's look back on yesterday's action so 01419511025 whatever it is that's on your mind now is the time to share it and to set the tone for you let's pretend it's the weekend let's pretend it's Monday give us your result of the day if that's the right expression I'll go for Aberdeen away in Dingwall. Mm. Uh, much needed as well, uh, but a really comfortable three 0 win for for Aberdeen, which will push them up the table. They'll finish on a on a high going into the break, so they'll be happy all round up in Aberdeen. Not too many alternatives. I'm going to go for Hearts, Gordon. Um, I know they won at Livingston, and at the minute everybody wins at Livingston, but it's five. So 13 points from five games. They're now five points clear of anyone in third place. And they've got the hottest property in the league in Lawrence Shankland. It's been a good spell for Stevie Nesmith. Goal of the day? 
He just led it nice. I'm going to go for Shanklands. Okay. I think the uh, there was a few a few contenders uh, over the games, but I just think the way he's been playing. When the ball comes into him, the touch he takes, he just settles himself. He's got that calmness about him in front of goal, like he displayed in the Edinburgh Derby as well a few days earlier. Uh, and then with outside his right foot this time, just slots it in the corner. You know, Roger's right, he's a player right at the top of his game, hot property and the league's top scorer. So, yeah, I'll go with Shanklin. Mention him at the top of the show, I'll go Abdallah Seema. I thought that was an excellent turn and finish. Um, he completely bamboozled Joe Wright of Kilmarnock when Conor Goldson played that ball into him. Uh, 15th goal of the season or 15th goal halfway through the season for Sima so he goes away to AFCON now we wish him well I mean you've got a player as dangerous like that in the box no wonder Alistair Johnson slaps the ball away from him <laughs> I forgot about that oh, oh. yeah that, that seems like you just stoke in the fire just, just, just stoke the fire Roger I thought, well I, I thought everyone had forgotten about that and moved on no not quite. That was a weekend. Listen, if I'd known we could talk about the weekend, the goal should be there. Both goalie Ali Adams up well, when he scored. He would be man of the the weekend, yeah, possibly. But yeah. what, you, what are we? Wed, what is this Wednesday? Um, what about yesterday's howler then of the weekend? Of the no, it's not the weekend. <laughs> howler of the day. I'm going to go St. Man conceding after 50, 50 seconds against uh, against Celtic. I mean, I'm sure they've done so much work over the course of the, or whatever time they had, two, three, four days, whatever it was to prepare and try and keep things tight. It's all cliches. Get to the first 10, 15 minutes and then you let Dyes and Mieda make a trademark run for out to in and you're kind of caught in position. You get done on the inside and he goes through and scores after 50 seconds. Game plan out the window. I'm going to have to go for the Dens Park pitch. I know you've played in it towards the end of an illustrious career, Kenny, but um, they can't continue to have games postponed. They lost the Aberdeen game before Christmas. They lost what would probably be a lucrative derby for them yesterday at home to St. Johnson. All the fans would have been piling up from Perth for it. It would have been a good game, but again, the pitch wasn't up to it. Game off, and I think Tony Dock would probably lose a bit of momentum because I saw him play very well at Kilmarnock at the weekend. And top man, top performer of the day yesterday Like we said, see if we were extending If we were doing a bumper festive edition Ali Adams has to yeah. win this every Hands down Every yeah. day of the week, doesn't he? He's a national treasure now They are both sub-goalkeeper um, But if we limit it to yesterday I'm going, I'll, again I like to stick with uh, within the game if I can the, the result, I'll go with Jamie McGrath I think he's had a wonderful season to be honest with you. as much as Aberdeen I've been toiling every time I've seen him I've been pretty impressed and he got a couple of goals yesterday so yep, I'll, I'll go with Jamie McGrath A notable mention for Eli Ewan of Hibs for his two goals against your boys mm. but I have to go for Matt O'Reilly um, he's been the player not just of yesterday but probably over the first half season in the league 10 goals now for Celtic um, a whole bundle of assists Took his goal really well Probably the pick for me Of Celtic's three goals At Paisley yesterday And yeah, He's in the form of his life Well funny you say that Because I know it's the winter break And the show will maybe sound a bit different Maybe next week We'll do some Half season awards We can make up our categories I wonder if Matt O'Reilly will feature uh, There But in the meantime Let's look back on the recent action There's been lots of it in Scotland 01419511025 And Brian is going to kick things off. Brian, how does Celtic arrive into this break? Um, a lot better than the forecasts from some of the pundits, chaps. Good evening and a very happy new year to everyone. And you, Brian. Yeah, I think, I think it's been, as I did say on the show, I don't like to sound like a, a know-all, but I did say on the show, Celtic, after losing two games, were not a bad team. They just had a blip, a bad couple of days at the office. Kenny, you'll know as a football player within that within that team, within that structure, 
the club doesn't sit still. So everybody's saying, oh, we're on the down and Rangers are on the up. And that was the case. Rangers won the cup. Congratulations on that. But when you analyse the season so far, Celtic have not hit top gear at all. And yet they find themselves eight points in front, albeit Rangers with two games in hand. But Celtic just proved there on Saturday, and again, a very sticky situation last night, that players coming back are like new players again. So we didn't get the best of Rio Hattati um, last night, but we had a player who I think this is really, really a kick-on for him. So Bernabo, Bernabo, sorry, um, the, the Portuguese lad, he's playing out, outstanding football in the last two games. Why? Because his position's under threat. His position in the team is under threat because of very good players coming up behind him. That'll be the same if the Celtic add to the occasion um, by buying two or three players. And I, I really love when the Celtic players especially, not other pundits or other teams, try to spend Celtic's money. It's really incredibly hard for for these people, um, you know, the board and everything, to get these players that that the fans want. So that expectation of the fans has to be tempered by the framework that we're working in. The money is the only thing. The, the league is hard to sell without Europe, so the, 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 we must temper ourselves. And the players that are there, my point was before the games, the crucial games that came up, my point was we've got more than enough to win this league. And, and our opponents are very much stronger than they were, yes. And they should be excited about their team, Yes, this manager that they've got is, is playing better. It was proven on Saturday they did come and they had a go. And, but for a bit of luck, they could have got something. But they didn't. And that strength, that knowing how to win things will see us better. Because in January, and I'm sure, Kenny, you'll remember this with your time there, in January, Celtic traditionally kick on. And I think they will, they will again. And they seem to have lifted all of our spirits anyway. And it's good to see the unity for the fans again, but I wish, I wish there were 7,500 fans there at Parkhead um, wearing red, white and blue and not enjoying it, but there to create the atmosphere because that was lost. It's a good shout, Brian. See, see during the winter break, at the very moment I think the show becomes quiet, I think we'll just spark up a ticket allocation debate. It's always like a, it's the break emergency glass. It's, we, it's we, we need something to... Make sure it's a Thursday. We need something to discuss. Um... I wonder about, you know, at the core of Brian's point, I think they're about players coming back. I think a good sign of that's always the bench, isn't it? You look at Celtic's bench yesterday, <clears> does it feel like things are starting to settle a bit after what Brian called a wobble? Well, listen, it was a wobble. It was two, two results that you would expect Celtic to, or games you'd expect, expect Celtic to win. But when you see, like, Setati come back, real quality, you see a bad, I, I really, really like them. They are adding Brian's right, they're adding that competition to the, to the squad. When you sign new players or, or players come back for injury, again, both sides of the old firm will be looking to strengthen and what you're hoping for is the guys to come and imp impact that first team. And what that means is they either move straight into that first team, they start and line up because they're better or they drive the people who have got the jerseys to become better because there's real, a real threat to their position. So it's, uh, when you see Celtic yesterday, again, they have bounced back after that after that blip, as, as, as Brian called, calls it. So at this moment, like you say, top of the league, uh, you're, you're getting key players back as much as you're losing them now, uh, losing Hattati to go to the, the Asian Cup. So it's, uh, 
it falls at a decent enough time with this break. But Celtic again, f- four wins on the bounce since that little blip, that mini blip. So I'm sure uh, Brian and the rest of the Celtic fans are happy. In terms of analysing the game, Roger, there we mentioned it yesterday. Sometimes there's only so much you can do. You know, when Celtic come to town, they're going to be better. If they're at it, you won't win. It's, it's kind of the way it works. But there are certain things you, you just can't do. Conceding in 50 seconds yeah. and going down to 10 men. And, and you know, St Mirren did it all. Steve Robinson said it was a really, really long afternoon. You could sense that from watching it. Yeah, listen, absolutely. And a lot of the points Brian makes are correct. Celtic have had a very good festive period. Four wins. Maidis come back into the team, scored a goal yesterday. Hatati come back into the team. Abada will come back into the team. Carter Vickers, remember, Celtic's best defender, has still to come back. He will benefit from a break in January to get that hamstring sorted. And as all clubs do, they will seek to strengthen already being linked with players to come in in the month of January. And I think Brendan Rodgers last night in Paisley spoke like a man who will gladly go away for two and a half weeks now, get a rest himself. He'll send these players notable Celtic not going anywhere. They're not doing a Dubai or anything this January. I think Brendan's putting a lot of stock in the sort of rest and recuperation element mm. of the winter break. And be fascinating to see how the title race develops when it starts again. Ah, Celtic in Dubai. You've taken me back. That was one of the maddest points in this show's long history. Has to be. Shane Duffy doing Diego Laxart's hair. Madness. Anyway, thanks to Brian. What about John, who's a Celtic fan on the line? A win at the yesterday, John. How does that set you up going into the break? Uh, hi guys, thanks for letting me on. Uh, just a couple, of, just a couple of points. We're on this silly season now with the transfer rumours about this, that, and the next thing. Uh, the young players at Celtic, it concerns me in the sense that they're going on there about they need a left back to challenge Greg Taylor. A young boy there, Mitchell Frame, an outstanding talent, comes on for twenty minutes in a European game. No been seen since Rocco Vata scoring goals for fun in the B team good enough to play for the Irish under 21 team can he go on the bench and of course Ben Doak who couldn't go on the bench and ended up was good enough to play for Liverpool so I'm just wondering what kind of message that sends the young players you know I do think Doak's probably different he played in Celtic's first team at 16 yeah. and then if Jurgen Klopp picks up the phone it's probably hard to to turn down um other two examples maybe you know John's thinking about January all the speculation he wants his club to do more to promote from within um, I think individually you know if you take Mitchell Frame as John mentioned 17 years old he's still very young um, he was exposed to the Champions League against Feyenoord and then was exposed to the Lowland League at the weekend I think when they played I think it was Broomhill they played that weekend I, I actually spoke to Kenny's old teammate Stephen McManus about Mitchell and he's delighted by his progress um, he's got a really good head on his shoulders um, I think he's being developed well By the likes of Stephen and Darno D Within the Lennox Town system But it is a big ask In a title race like this um, Celtic are going to try and win the Scottish Cup as well In the new year It is a lot to ask a lad 17 not long out of school To go into that Celtic first team Ken, Kenny Miller will tell you the pressure Of playing mm. for Celtic or Rangers and, you know, it's not just a case of having the technique, having the, the, the physical abilities. There's a lot more than that. And Celtic of high hopes for Mitchell Frame. He'll be in the first team one day. I'm not sure he'll be in the first team this season. You get these examples, Kenny. Celtic have obviously, I'm sure they'd want more, but over the time of Kieran Tierney and Callum McGregor and James Forrest and so on, there have been big successes. This season you've seen Ross McCausland just get pitched in at Rangers and, and he's stayed. But at the same time, 
First caller's on about You know Celtic are in crisis mode If they If they lose two games Rangers will be the same So Is that is that where it makes it difficult Is that where fans On one hand Want to see young players brought in But let's be honest They, they would Probably Expect something a bit more established To be brought into the building And and, and there will be There will be in January uh, And there probably will be Moving forward into the summer At Celtic as well I just think When, you, when you're always Every fan wants to see young players. By the way, coaches and managers want to see young players come through as well because it's an easy win. You know, getting a young academy player into a starting lineup or onto a bench, it's a really easy win mm-hmm. for coaches and managers and it looks great for them that they're developing these young players and bringing them through. But it's your job to make sure they're ready. It's no job just to hand out debuts left, right and centre to guys just because they're coming through and they've maybe, again, maybe scored a few goals in the B team like John says or or made a fleeting appearance here or there. You need to be ready and you need to be ready to step into that environment, which is no easy. For me, at the old firm clubs, you, you need to be an exceptional player and talent to make that. And, and not just abilities, mentalities, training right every single day if you're going to breach that first team. And, and to take your point, Gordon, Ross McCausland's 20, Mitchell Frame's 17. Mm-hmm. You know, at that stage of the development, that's a huge difference. And John. by the way, he's grabbed his chance. Yeah, Ross McCoy's yeah. again. Yeah. Sorry to flip on the other side there. But Ross McCoy, he's grabbed his chance when he's been given his minutes. Uh, and, and he is that little bit older as well, and probably a little bit more mature and ready to take that opportunity. Yeah, I was interested to read down these comments. You know, Celtic beat Gretna. I think Celtic B beat Gretna 7 0 on the eve of the old firm game. And Dan Lee was saying these young lads have already in the first half of the season they played about 35 games because they play that Premier League International Cup they play the Lowland League games they play high quality f- contests in that UEFA Youth League and I think Darren and Stephen McManus are absolutely thrilled with the development of a lot of these young guys Mitchell Frame at the forefront What do you think John? Final word to you still disappointed I think if you're good enough you could be in there mm-hmm. if you could play 20 minutes in a European game uh, surely goodness he can go on the bench in a league game and we'll never know you know what I mean it's, he's a brilliant talent particularly that boy uh, the other point I wanted to make was about Leila Bada yeah go and make it quick uh, we're a bit late for this break but carry on ok sorry uh, the highlight for me was in the 2-1 victory and the two goals the highlight for me was when the wee guy come on the standing ovation and the roar that he got for his supporters was tremendous because we all know what's going on in his homeland. I'm not going to get a political debate about it, but he's been getting a bit of stick for a tiny section of supporters from to stick at it and to run back out there and the vast majority of the crowd to get right behind him. Kind of restores your faith and the good name at Celtic supporters have always said and you, when one of the is under pressure, you don't turn on them just as the same as you mm-hmm. turn on managers who could didn't deliver the ten in a row, no matter how important it was. Uh, but that was a highlight for me was the reception at a bar ago. I thought that was tremendous. Fair enough, John. Thank you very much. That was John in East Kilbride. Good time for you to join in. 01419511025. If you want to elaborate more on yesterday in Paisley. Uh, St Mirren fans, you could share your frustrations. Paolo Bernardo, Celtic fans, how are you feeling about him now? I guess maybe a month ago, two months ago, you maybe wouldn't have been that bothered if Benfica had called him back in January. I'd imagine you're feeling a bit different about that now. So you could give us your thoughts on that. Talking of new faces, Rangers fans, you got to see Fabio Silva for the first time. Was it long enough to make any impression? What were your early Judgments. What did you take away from the game yesterday? Is Yilmaz now in to stay in that left-back position or not? Let us know right now and we'll try and get you on next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. 
the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West for 50 years. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller are here at so one four one nine five one one zero two five, or you can tweet us at Clyde S. SB and please do this winter break is upon us although I don't feel like this I feel like next week you'll really feel like the winter breaks hit us Roger we've still got lots of talking points from across the last few days those of us who head out into the cold and the wet on Saturday afternoons will will know it's a winter break when we're all in championship duty this Saturday Kenny Mm mm-hmm looking forward to it nice chance to shine the light on the games I'm going to God's country where's that Somerset Park right okay if you say so I'll take your word for it Anyway 01419511025 If you want to look back On yesterday's action And well, why wouldn't you There was a lot to get through uh, No St Mirren fans Want to come on and grumble About the red card Or does that mean That you are in agreement Or does it just not matter In the end Let us know 01419511025 Malcolm is on the line How's it going Malcolm? I'm good yourself Happy not New bad. Year Not bad and you, Happy Malcolm. New Year Malcolm What did you take away From yesterday? Uh, yesterday was good. I, I just want to go back to uh, Saturday for a quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I was just regarding if a, a Celtic player was walking up the tunnel and spat at the crowd, the media would be in a frenzy and uproar. It's just, I find it very shocking that not one mainstream media outlet or newspaper are reporting on Balligan. Le- Leon Balligan didn't spit at the crowd, Malcolm. He blew a kiss at the crowd. Yeah, I remember. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how I know that. I'll go back to you. Remember the horrendous incident with El Hadjouf, and he was a Liverpool player, and El Hadjouf spat into the crowd. If you look at the people round about the incident, there is absolute furore everywhere. Rows and rows of furious fans. There simply wasn't that at the weekend. And if anyone had spat, take any game, any player you like, any time a footballer spits into the crowd, a horrendous act. A disgraceful act. Um, the, the people in the crowd react round about. No, nobody reacted to that, Malcolm. I'll, I'll, I'll take that one. I'll take that one. You probably got a point there, but it, it looks very alike. What I know, uh, listen, I know what you mean. I've seen it from all different angles. Um, I'm not sure it was very wise at the time, having already been sent off to blow a kiss to So you're happy with the kiss, though, Malcolm? As, as long as it was a kiss and no somebody spitting into the crowd. Oh, oh, oh 100%. <laughs> Would I want to go doing the Jew for those? No, my, my, my main point was. Uh, Alistair Johnson on Saturday, he was, I thought he was very poor, gave the ball away a lot, but a lot better last night. And uh, I thought his play was all round yesterday was much better. And obviously, pulled him, I think, had a discussion. But do you think Bernardo is a replacement for Matt O'Reilly? Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure Malcolm's fellow Celtic fans hope they're both there in the second half of the season. Is that the worry for Celtic during this window? That you lose Matt O'Reilly? I mean, Brendan Rogers says no one's going anywhere. I, I, I don't think. Celtic would let him go see if they want the cash in they could cash in the summer the money will be there he's yeah. a top player he, he's got better and better in a, in a Celtic jersey over the time that he's been here and they'll get their 15, 20 million whatever they want in the summer but there's I think there's so much at this stage for, for both sides there's, there's a league title to be like, like to be fought for and, and retained for Celtic they're not going to allow at this moment in time potentially their best performer of the season go in a January transfer window that being said money does talk and it would be Interesting if a big bid did come in, but I would be very surprised if Matt O'Reilly's no no a Celtic player at the start of February. It tells you football moves quickly because we simply were not getting any. Paulo Bernardo could be the next Matt O'Reilly yeah. calls. Yeah. 
Three weeks ago Probably as recently as that What was it When did they play Dundee Boxing Day It's amazing what happens When a player smacks one in In an old firm derby Yeah it really but is Listen the lads played really well O'Reilly I think O'Reilly's been brilliant This season He has been Celtic's best player He's probably been the best player in the league um, 15-20 million Neil Lennon mentioned a fee I think of 30 million last week um, Wouldn't surprise me If it was certainly in excess of 20 million If he plays the way he has done In the second half of the season and if he gets into that Denmark squad at the Euros and performs well in the Euros, then I think Celtic could be quids in mm. in the summer. And, you, you know... Like, play, sure. like plays really well in a narrow 3-2 defeat to Scotland in the final. That, that, would, do, that would do me yeah. fine. But listen, I'm sure Malcolm would agree. If, if Celtic get £25 million or something of that ilk for Matt O'Reilly, who came in from the MK Dons for not very much money, has done a great job for Celtic, has won things with Celtic. If they get that sum of money for them, they can wave them by goodbye and wish them well. Only if it gets spent correctly, Malcolm, surely. Yes, uh, it would need to be reinvested correctly, but he'd be, obviously he's, he'd be 20 million just for his looks alone, surely. <laughs> You're asking the wrong trio in here, I think, Malcolm. Um, what, <laughs> what's been the difference with Paulo Bernardo recently? What's What's improved? I just think it's, he's, he's been given game time. I think a lot of our new guys haven't been allowed access to that game time. And it, I think he's just improved with the game time. And uh, I can't go out in uh, Europe, but it, it's, it was non-consistent. A game over here, then he, he went missing for three games and back in. Two games in a row and he just looks like a different person. Yeah, there was a real quirk of Paulo Bernardo's early Celtic career where he's trusted to play Champions League games but it looked like not trusted to play in theory what should be easier opposition and you get there are stylistic differences sometimes but it was really strange because he was heavily relied on in Europe and barely seen domestically what, what's what's kicked him on in recent games? You know I think a, a lot of a lot of the, his play was it wasn't really affecting the game too much in an attacking sense when you're, you're talking about Matt O'Reilly and if you're going to kind of compare the both his, his assists and his goals have been have been unbelievable this year Matt O'Reilly what Paolo Mordado's done in the last three or four games is he started to affect the game in a real positive way attacking he got his goal but it was a brilliant run to actually get the goal against Dundee his strike was excellent against uh, at Celtic Park against Rangers uh, an excellent technique and finish but then his pass his pass for Greg Taylor uh, in, uh, yesterday was was superb as well. So he's now putting numbers on the board. He's a really good, technically gifted player. But when you and for you're playing for Celtic, you, you need to be affecting the game. When you're one of these attacking midfielders like O'Reilly in front of McGregor, you, you need to be affecting the game with passes and, and and breaking the back line. And he's done that with his movement and his runs. But he's also got the ability to play the pass as well. And the one thing I do think about the flip side of that is. David Turnbull probably needs to get out of Celtic in January, I would suggest, because Bernardo has shown, as we've said, Hattati is fit. fit yeah. McGregor and O'Reilly have been in terrific form. I actually thought Iwata played quite well when he was in the team before that injury as well. You've Odin Thiago home to come back as well. and Have we, though? Well, well, possibly we don't. Yeah, yeah possibly we don't. But I, I think for it, it would probably be good for everyone if David Turnbull was to manage to engineer a way out in January. Uh, Celtic's manager is happy with Paulo Bernardo's development in recent weeks. He's challenging the midfielder to kick on even further. I think it's, again, it's all patience and, and sometimes at big clubs there's not patience with young players but you just see him growing and developing and when you have young players that's naturally what uh, what, what tends to happen if their attitude's right, mentality's right. So if you look at him, he's, he's come in these last few games Created goals, scored goals, and he puts his foot in. 
as well. He's he's tenacious, so yeah, absolutely delighted for him. But, uh, but it's no consistency, and whether he's in there with Rio Tati or Matt or Callum, the it's it's the combination of the three. So, um, but he's he's a great learner. Um, he's a different type of player, maybe not as dynamic as Tati, but he's functional and. He, he learns, he knows the runs, he, he knows the pressing triggers and uh, he's, he's developing and improving. I was going to say, Malcolm, does the break come at a bad time for Paulo Bernardo? But I suppose out the back of it, Rio Hitati will, will still be away with Japan, won't he? Yeah, I, I think uh, it's, a few of the boys could probably be doing my rest, especially Colin McGregor. I think the amount of time he's done. But I would, I, I would definitely agree with I think Turnbull and Mickey Johnson, it's just... It just has not worked out and their time's up, I think. Two good players, but uh, they for selling. Yeah, could it be a key period that, Kenny, if we assume everyone does stay in? I noticed there was um, you know, kind of emotional embrace between Rio Hitati and Brendan Rodgers and maybe some people, what's happening here? Is this is this his farewell? Um, I think it is for, for the Asia Cup. And Brendan Rodgers explaining he was just quite emotional about having been out injured and, and coming back. So that, that area is starting to look a bit stronger than it was. It does. And it's just going to be natural in January. Rodgers already touched on it. There will be players leave and there'll be players that come in, you know, because everybody wants to be playing, but it's just impossible. But when you've got guys that are coming towards the end of their contract as well, and you've mentioned all the all the options Celtic have in that area of the pitch, for David Turnbull, he'll be wanting regular football and he's just probably not going to get it. And he's a, he's a real talent, you know, David Turnbull, again, young Scottish talent, came through Mullerwell and looked like he was really going to kick on but once he got that move. It's not quite when... It's the goal threat. I think when he plays, he gives something... But I think as, it, as the season goes on, if he's, if he's still at Celtic beyond January, game time might be even less than what it's been in the first half of the season. Yeah, football was only played on paper and you say that someone in the first half of the season has seven goals from limited appearances from the middle of the pitch. You, you wouldn't think there was an issue there, but you, you take the full picture into account, I'm sure. Um, right, thank you to Malcolm. This is what Brendan Rodgers had to say about Celtic arriving into the break. He says he's happy the break is here. Uh, and he thinks they look much stronger than they did earlier in the season. I've I've had a, a flu and a cold for about a month. <laughs> it's been so busy. So, uh, so no, I, I think there's a nice small period now for the players just to recover because physically the demands are, are so much, especially how we want them to play and how intense we want them to be. Um, so I think that'll be that'll be nice for them to recover. But then we'll get back. We've got loads of time to do a lot of work. Uh, and uh, and then be ready for our first cup game. I think you can see that it's it's getting better and, and improving. I think those those results against Kilmarnock and Hearts again, it, it was a bit learning from from those. But I think you see the difference in the and the team and, and and how they're working. And and sometimes you need that. You you know to have success, you need to have that bit of adversity. And uh, but how the players have responded to that has been uh, been been fantastic. Their mentality, the attitude, but the speed and the tempo of the game is. It's much more where we want it. Lots of creativity and, uh, yeah, second second part of the season we're really excited about. He sounds like he needs a break. We've all been there yeah. at this time of year. A bit bunged up. Yeah, I spoke to him, what was it? I'm trying to think what game it was. There was so many games. Game at Celtic Park against... Uh, yeah, it was a Livy game before Christmas and, yeah, he had a bit of sniffles. I think he has had for a period of time, as you said. So he'll need a break. The players need a break. 
Um, it's difficult for us to fill airwaves and for me to fill newspaper column inches when there's no Premiership football for two and a half weeks. But I think the football people appreciate a little rest. They can hit the reset button, Gordon, and they can go again in the second half of the season. Um, there's already a lot of movement, players getting recalled for loan spells and things like that. New players arriving. There was Fabio Silva making his Rangers debut yesterday. So it allows managers to have a little look at recruitment for two or three weeks and just get their ducks in a line for the run-in. Whether that's a run-in for a title, whether it's a run-in for European qualification or for some a run-in just to stay out the relegation zone. Yeah, Rangers fans, did you see enough of Fabio Silva to have any thoughts at all yesterday? Is Ridvan Yilmaz there to stay in the starting 11? What else did you take away from that game at Ibrox? If you call now, we'll try and get you on next. Glasgow in the West's league leader for 50 years. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller are in the building. It's 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Get in touch. Let us know what you made of yesterday's football or anything else that's out there. I'm sure we're going to have many, many, many calls about transfer speculation uh, and wish lists over the next couple of weeks as well. We've done a bit on Celtic yesterday and generally. So let's hear from... Philippe Clement, he's happy with where his team are heading into the break after beating Kilmarnock 3-1. Everybody's saying they see a different team now uh, with more winning mentality because that's what I demand every day. I see also more and more the quality that the team starts to understand better and better how I want to see football. I had a feeling in moments that I was pulling this elastic at its maximum and it was a, it could break every moment, but the players sticked into the story they worked really hard so I'm happy for them that they can have a short break uh, and uh, why wouldn't you obviously it's taken a dent the defeat to Celtic but by and large if you had offered Philippe Clement that run that section between coming in and the winter break I'm pretty certain they take your hand off for it absolutely and I think his only regret will be he hasn't the chance to play those two games in hand and just see how close he can get to Celtic in the title race so far. Um, we touched on the guys coming back into the Celtic team. Post-winter break, I think Philippe Clement will look to get Raskin back. He got a few moments in the mm-hmm. game yesterday. He'll look to get the likes of Ryan Jack, Tom Lawrence, Kemar, Roof, players like that, back into the team and bolstering the squad because he, you know, he's had his injuries, injury problems there to deal with as well. Um, so... Fabio Silva in already interesting to see who else is added to the Rangers squad because I would think Rangers probably need more reinforcements than Celtic do during the break Uh, Did you see enough of Fabio Silva Kenny could you make any sort of assessment at all You know I think it was just good that he got game time Uh, signed what was that just before the just before the window actually opened Mm -hmm. and it was only one game really he could, he could participate in so it was good for him to get minutes again to feel the, the stadium the fans obviously coming on in a, in a game that the team are winning uh, I mean it looks, it looks reasonably confident I think mm. the, way, the way he came and got the ball a few times and he, again just certain touches the way he moved he looks pretty mobile so he's, it's another option up there again hanging your hat on a, on a 20 year old loanee is is dangerous I think but I think he's, he's shown option. already that he could he could have something. He's got he's definitely got different abilities yeah, from a, say, a any, or a Danilo. I know it's early, and I'm asking a lot of you. Any hints, you know, kind of stylistically as to what what he brings or what he might or where he might fit in? 
it looks like he's going to come and get involved in the game a lot more, I would say. You know, and, and he does look, for me, in that small window, a little bit more assured than what Dessers has. Uh, and when that happens, I think it's really important. Even I think what Philippe Clement's referenced there, he's seen that the, the, the players are now getting used to or, or better at the movements and understand what he's wanting. When a, when a striker does that in, in that type of system, that's where it's the Todd Cantwells, it's the Tom Lawrence, it's the Sam Lammers, it's the Seamers and the McCausens that are wide. When the striker comes off, there's big spaces to attack him behind. And I think you've seen in Philippe Clement's 18 games that he's had, he does play direct. He's not shy in hitting the ball forward early. He doesn't need this intricate build-up play where there's 20, 30 passes and a build-up. He's not shy in corner goals and hitting a long ball up to Seema, Seema chesting it and scoring a goal. You know, that's been something that you've seen uh, since he came in. But when a Fabio Silva is the guy to play and he is coming off, I think it's really important that there is someone going beyond that game. It's something that Ranger, in my opinion, have lacked for a few scenes now. How was that as a response to... My days mixed up Saturday, Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> The perfect response You know it was In front of your own fans Again it's cliche You have to respond Anytime you Again you're talking About an old firm game Anytime you lose Anytime you drop points When, when you're a Rangers player or, or a Celtic player You have to respond You need to get back To winning ways Philip Kamara had 16 games unbeaten You know his record's Still really really impressive He's lost that big game That His first old firm game But it's important That yesterday They got back to winning ways And start the next run Of a 10, 12, 14 game unbeaten run I thought that had the potential to be an awkward game for Rangers yesterday you know after the disappointment and everything that happened in the old firm game at the weekend Kilmarnock had a good team you know Kilmarnock have beaten them already this yep. season Kilmarnock have beaten Celtic twice I don't think they displayed it that much yesterday season, Bill Roger, did they? But, but no no they didn't yeah. they didn't play to their yep. potential but I just thought it could have been a stuffy game well listen for 40 minutes it was a sort of yep. stuffy game for Rangers but I think they deserve credit for, for getting through that and getting the three points mm, Paul is on the line what did you take away from yesterday Paul as a Rangers fan I know thanks for letting me on your show tonight Gordon I um, I think played well I think it was good to see Silver coming on getting that wee cameo uh, I can't, can't really comment as much I've only seen my short time but mm-hmm. it looked quite positive moving forward and things like that so I think obviously January transfer window is going to be big for, for us I think we need a left back um, I'd like an our centre back maybe I don't I don't really trust Davies and, and Sewers maybe I'm mistaken sometimes um, and obviously we need a, a, a striker I mean but preference would be Shanklin but I don't know if Rangers are going to pay £3 million for him um, but I, I suppose my, my call tonight was just to say Just quickly on that just let me put one I, of those to Kenny and we'll, we'll revisit um, Paul thinks Rangers need a left back which is interesting because I, f- I think one of the questions we asked earlier is is Yilmaz in the driving seat now is he number one um, Barisic is still around the place but Paul wants a, another You know I think Barisic out of contract uh, the left back area will get addressed uh, for me it might get addressed in the summer you've still got Barisic there until the summer you've got uh, Yilmaz who by the way I thought was absolutely excellent yesterday in the game uh, is he good enough to be that guy to be the left back for Rangers moving forward again that's still up for debate mm. what do you think so, should your gut telling you at the moment can he grow into that you know I, I would say a Rangers will sign a left back in the summer right. I think uh, I think the left side of the defence will get addressed in the summer because uh, I think Paul's right Uh at the moment, it's not a priority for me. I think you've you've got Davies there, you've got John Souter, and I think Leon Balogun's fitting really, really well. And it's a strong partnership. Him and Conor Goldson have, have have formed. So I don't think that will be addressed either. In this, I think there's just far more pressing priorities at the top end of the pitch. Mm. Uh, Paul, what else you got for us? I I don't know if you know the breaking news coming out with a far information from the SFA. Yeah, I've just seen that actually. Yeah, I just um, but that again, up. that that well. 
Maybe you want to break it. I don't want to break it. Yeah, pretty much. Point. So Rate Rangers are saying they have met the SFA today, and there was no mention of hand, uh, no mention of offside in that handball um, incident. And they say there was a consensus, Roger Hanna, that the the handball decision, the failure to award a penalty, was was the wrong one. Um, again, which is it's a difficult one. Like I think at the time it was so cloudy that to me doesn't strike me as being much different from how I thought that would play out. But but maybe other people are other people see that differently. I'm not sure. I think Rangers just wanted some degree of clarity. I was confused. Um, I was down at Rugby Park on Saturday watching the game, listening to the coverage in Super Scoreboard and normally things get cleared up by VAR very quickly. Mm -hmm. Now, Nick Walsh, referee, maybe doesn't see it properly, maybe doesn't think it's a penalty. Willie Collin then looks at it, clearly doesn't think there's a clear and obvious error there and off we go and play on. Now, I think people were surprised it wasn't a penalty, but nobody the first time we've been surprised this season that things are are given, you know, it's subjective. So then early in the second half, after Kyogo scored the second goal for Celtic, suddenly there there was lines being drawn Mm. on the pitch and Abdallah Seema was offside in the build-up to the game. And that was about 20 minutes after the actual incident. Normally you get that 20 seconds after the incident. So I think there's clearly been... Questions that the Angels wanted to ask, not unlike when the SFA had, in Scotland the goal disallowed Scott McTominay, Jack Henry yep. incident in, in Seville against Spain. I think they just wanted a degree of clarification. Um, from the statement tonight, I'm not sure they've necessarily got all of the clarification they were looking for. What, what more? What more clarification could you could can you get? Do you know what I mean? I, I think th- I think we all. Maybe not on Saturday, but as the weekend's gone on, or Sat- Kenny, you and I spoke about this privately on Saturday night. It, it's pretty obvious Willie Collum didn't think it was a penalty, right? Yeah. So, so then, then you've got to try and I, I don't know what do you do there. That's a mistake. I, I, I agree. And then, if, if the offside issue had never raised its head, then people would just say Willie didn't think. What? Well, well, oh, Willie and Nick didn't yeah. think it was a penalty. That, that's yeah. fine. That Which is, is funny abso- though, because that's like, absolutely fine. I think where the incident becomes. Problematic and clouded is mm. when suddenly these lines yeah. and Abdallah see that appear. But then the, the funny thing about that is because you're right, it clearly has. But we're describing something becoming problematic, even although it's shown that had Willie Collum thought it was a penalty, it would have been overturned anyway. Yeah. and that's problematic. Do you know? What I, like, so I, I don't disagree with you, but it's funny how it's almost it's worked out that way. Like, usually, in a nutshell, what I'm trying to say is usually your big VAR scandal. Results in somebody being done out of a decision, whereas that's not really been the case here because the penalty. Wouldn't of have course, stood. it would never have stood. But I, I, I've got to agree with Roger, and and it, it, for me, it doesn't sit right how the whole thing played out. You know, if Willie doesn't think it's a penalty, that's no problem. Mm. It's the wrong call, and in my opinion, probably in a lot of people's opinions. And by the opinions. looks of it, people, yeah. some people at Scottish FA agree. If that's what yeah, we're listen, reading exactly. into the statement, so it's, it's the wrong call, right? But that's fine. It's the fact that. It's like, ah, but you know what? Because it was an after the event. There's no doubt about mm. it. It was an after. Oh, but wait a minute. It wouldn't have stood anyway because look, we've actually now seen secondary yeah. that Seema was offside. But you don't need to highlight the offside because Willie's no gave the penalty anyway. You know, so it doesn't sit right with me. You're, it's like you're trying to cover the bad decision by saying, oh, but it was offside anyway. You know, it, it's, the bottom line is Willie Combe didn't think it was a penalty. And that was it. So the rest is immaterial. It's a mistake that we've discussed hundreds of times mm. on the show. And it would never have been a penalty anyway because Seema was offside. Had they gave the penalty, they would have then looked at yeah. the attacking phase of play. Seema's offside. Okay, penalty's overturned. 
but that's not how it played out. And the, guess, offside, the offside didn't need to come in here. The order that you have to check these things in, yeah. Roger, I wonder how much that gets in the way because if you just check offside first, then yeah. it's offside. And then yeah. none, none of this becomes an issue. Pop, pop. But you only check offside if the penalty is awarded. But as we've discussed, Willie Collum doesn't think it was a penalty. So you don't then check the offside straight away at that point. I'll be, I'll be really interested. You were at a fascinating VAR meeting maybe a month or so ago, Gordon, yep. I think. And Crawford Allen and the referees department at Hamden admitted to, I think, was it three, four, four three think, or four yep. errors? There was the Mayowski, I didn't think it was many, is that, was it? There was a uh, Mayowski double three, touch penalty. Yep. There was a Josh Mulligan red card yep. incident, etc. Dundee, Dundee were hit by another Twice, one as well. Yeah, well two for yeah. Dundee, yeah. I'll be fascinated when they do the second half of mm -hmm. the season review, how the, the people in the referees department look back on this incident. You're correct. The result was... Right, you know, the decision ultimately was correct. No penalty to Rangers. But I'll be interested to see how the SFA look back on that decision-making mm. process and how they came to the right decision. Mm. Uh, Paul, what do you think? Oh, well, to summarise my thoughts, I would just say a few things. I hear a lot of Celtic fans phone up this show um, complain about conspiracies, this conspiracies. I will tell you, in the last two weeks, well, the last week or so, um, the one I watched with Alistair Johnson they were getting sent off he had about half a dozen fouls he had one yellow card Paolo Bernardo had the same there, that was a penalty I mean Alistair Johnson's looking his face if you go back to it he knows what he did mm. it's a penalty um, and that's without blue pinted specs if that's not a penalty I give up right as well as that you mean in the initial instance though because obviously it couldn't have been oh, because of the offside yeah aye, fair enough the offside aye, I get that but how that wasn't pulled up in any way um, You've had a couple of fills here He never gave them out Now Nick Walsh I don't know if Kenny picked this up and, and Roger as well Nick Walsh started dishing out cards Maybe 85 minutes into the match Just to build up In my few statistics At the key defining moments In the match When it could have changed the game He didn't do it And that, that's my bugbearer It's, it's alright building the statistics up When the match has more or less Tailed itself out But Bernardo should have been off Johnson should have been off And then Going to St Mirren game yesterday is it a contact sport or not a contact sport? The guy went in and the ball's in mid-air. Hart never caught the ball, yet he got sent off. Now, I know you could probably argue it was dangerous or whatever, but the ball's in mid-air to be won. Paul, I think, you might, I think you might have answered your own question. You could probably argue it was dangerous. There's contact sport and I'll, then... I'll nip this. <laughs> it was a red card yesterday. Um, and Paul's other point, though, about bookings and, the, and late yep. bookings, the, the way Nick Walsh refereed... The old firm game Identical To the way that Don Robertson uh, Refereed the League Cup final He tried to give players As much leeway As he could And then You almost get the impression He just get fed up with it And just thought Right I'm going to start Booking people It was just, I don't know whether This is something that The referees are encouraged to do it Doesn't particularly bother me One way or the other Gordon But it, it was funny I, I felt the two referees For those two big games Refereed them In an identical fashion uh, red card yesterday, St Mirren. I think we all understand, like, as on a human level, you know he's not meant it and no, all that he's stuff. No, he's went for the ball, Hart kind of takes a sore one in the face. To the letter of the law now, absolutely, it's a red card. You can't, you, you've, you've, you've gave a good example. If you're late and you catch somebody in the shin, it's a red card. We've seen it, even even recently, the last two or three games, you've seen it. So when you catch somebody in the face, on the head, absolutely, it's a red card. We're four minutes late for this, but let's do it anyway. Time to play. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun. Uk slash football.
Don't hold it against me Let's just be quick There is that statement from Rangers On the VAR from the weekend as well So let's delve into that If you so wish But right now Beat the pundit You have until the end of the news To call 01419511025 First for football For 50 years This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hannan Kenny Miller are here It's 01419511025 It's Twitter at Clyde SSB and we'd love you to get your thoughts in whether you are looking back on yesterday's football, your general January break thoughts or Rangers have had their say on a meeting with the Scottish FA regarding the now infamous, it has to be, handball by Alistair Johnson uh, on Saturday. So thoughts in right now, please, whilst we play this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Is this the first beat the pundit of the new year? Will be. It must yeah. be. The first of 2024. What an incentive to come on and be the first winner. Set the tone. In fact, have you two been on together? Since you lost to his former strike partner, <laughs> no, what, I've not actually. With him feeding them the answers, no, no wasn't he ah. feeding them the answer? That's it. That's that is. See those types of accusations. Accusation. Release the audio. No, well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'll reverse. Gordon fed him the answer, oh, and then you reminded worse. him of the answer. Yeah, well, you know what? Worse. I'll tell you exactly what happened. The minute I heard the voice that he put on, I had to walk away for the phone. I had to walk so away. Kenny was there, but he couldn't. He couldn't stop laughing. I can confirm that I was present. Yeah, Christopher Shermershire <laughs> named him. If you remember, um, you still reeling from that ruin your Christmas, did it? No, 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 no. That doesn't go on the record. That Roger. no, I can't no, go on the can't, no, no. A couple of mince pies and I was yeah. fine. Anyway, Mark is on the line. How's it going, Mark? I'm very well. How you doing? Not bad, Mark. You ever played beat the pundit before? I have not. No, first okay. time. It's a good one, this Mark. First of the new year, chance to lay down a marker. Happy New Year, gents. Yeah. Happy New Year, Same to you. If it's heads, Mark will take on Kenny Miller. Um, what was it you were called that night as well? There were fake names. Kenny Keegan. Kenny Keegan, hi. <laughs> um, or Roger Hanna will be tails. He still starts on minus one, oh. but this is the year I get him moved to minus two. Watch Not this happening. space. It's heads anyway. Oh. It's Kenny who's going to lead us off in the new year. Let's give Kenny some greatest hits radio to listen to. And that way we... Are alone, sort of. Mark, 30 seconds, just answer as many as you can. And if you don't know, it's fine to pass and move on, okay? Okay, no worries. Jeff. Right, 30 seconds on the clock, and your time starts now. Name any player who scored the last time Rangers beat Celtic. Uh, Yelovich. Which English side does Scott McKenna play for? Northern Forest. Name the last Scottish side to lose the Premiership relegation playoff. Uh, oh, St. Johnston. Name any current Celtic first team player who's not made a league appearance this season. Uh, James McArthur Who manages Scottish League 2 leader Stenhouse Muir? Pass How many penalties has Lauren Shanklin missed this season? One Which English Premiership team have loaned Kerr Smith to St Johnson? Uh, Liverpool Right, okay, let's bring back Kenny Miller Kenny Keegan, are you ready? <laughs> yep, ready okay, Same set of questions and your time starts now Name any player who scored the last time Rangers beat Celtic Goldson Which English side does Scott McKenna play for? Notts Forest Who were the last Scottish side to lose the Premiership relegation playoff The last top flight team to lose it Pass Name any current Celtic first team player who's not made a league appearance this season James McCarthy Who manages Scottish League 2 leaders Stenhouse Muir Gary Naismith How many penalties has Lauren Shankland missed this season Two Which English Premiership team have loaned Kerr Smith to St Johnson Liverpool Okay What do you think Mark have you done enough uh, no, he's done me there. And you, the, you were kicking yourself at one, weren't you, Mark? 
I feel like you should always just give them because they've been mixed up since time began. But we're, we run oh, a, absolutely not. I know, I know. We're two different people. Oh, yeah. no, we're strict on here. We are strict. Um, to be fair, the yellow vagina's always a bad as well. So. Well, Mark, listen, I know you've not had too many good memories against your city rivals recently, but we're not going as far back as Yelovich. <laughs> we only had to go as far back as Todd yeah. Cantwell, John Souter, or Fashion Sakala. Yeah. But Kenny Miller. Man of 15 spells at Rangers Didn't get it either uh, Scott McKenna plays for Nottingham Forest Both got it The last the last team Sorry, do you know what? I think I made a mess of this Not that it mattered yeah. I think I worded it different for you I thought it was the Premiership team Doesn't really matter Kilmarnock The answer was Kilmarnock None of you got it right To lose? Yeah Lost to Dundee Lost to Dundee I will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's how you wanted it for me if That's how I was uh, thinking it Anyway, name any current Celtic player Who's not made a league appearance Sigrist, Kobayashi Quan um, and James McCarthy, Mark, not MacArthur. <laughs> I can't do it. I would love to give you it. Um, no, the I good don't. thing is, right, it didn't really matter. Well, I say good thing. The silver lining, it didn't really matter. Kenny then stretched his lead. Gary Naismith is the Steny manager. And Lauren Shankland, he was 15 out of 15 for Hearts and then misses two in the trot. And then goes wow. and scores in those games anyway. Um, if you're interested, Kerr Smith. Aston, Aston Villa, Villa yeah, went Aston to Dundee United. Is that the one at Villa? Glad that moved for Dundee United. United yeah. Villa yeah. and back up to St John's. So it is a 4 1 win to kick off 2024 for Kenny Miller. Hard lines, Mark. No worries, that was unanimous. Well played. Well <laughs> done, Mark. Well done. Cheers, Mark. Appreciate it, though, Mark. Take care. I like Mark. Mark sounded like a thoroughly decent guy. Correct. Just wish he had won, to be honest. I want this. I want 2024 to be the year of the, the, year of the listeners. You two don't agree, obviously. No. You don't think seriously, minus two this year at some point. No. What about a trial period over the winter break? No. Mm, maybe. Oh, maybe. We'll see. We'll see how maybe. we go. Depends how nice you are to me. Yeah. Uh, right, 01419511025. That is the number you need. We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Tell you what, see some of the things that you do, you you receive on Twitter. Spectacular. Um where is it just gone? I can't believe I've lost it because this you will appreciate this, Roger Hanna. Um, your esteemed colleague, Mr. DL, spotted. Where have I lost the tweet? This is outrageous. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was, was I sent it? Yeah, I think I was maybe emailed it from one of the producers. He was basically spotted. Like, you know, you never know what he gets up to. Oh, yes. But there's certain things, certain places that, like, there's only so many ways you can explain yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. He was spotted checking out of a hotel this morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, I mean, I won't, I won't maybe say which one. Maybe that's then taking it too far. Um, I think but, I know where you are. But Marco has tweeted in. Uh, Marco, well, Raymond, sorry, Raymond Kelly. I found your man at checkout time this morning. That's where he was, and a lovely picture. For- <laughs> Just so that he can't escape it. Yeah. Uh, no, see, this is where see Gordon DL. If you're listening, this is how I've got your best interests at heart. The producer's telling me to hold that up to the camera, but someone out there will zoom in on the carpet or the flooring tiles and say, "I know what hotel that is." Mm-hmm. So I'll leave it. I'll leave it out. I'll, I'll maintain a bit of mystery. There we go. Mm. Who stays in this? You set? can ask on the morrow. Oh, I'm sure he'll tell yeah. us. The one, the one guarantee, Kenny. The one absolute cast iron guarantee is he didn't pay for it. <laughs> oh, come on, I think that's an absolute certainty Starting the new year as he's ended every other Yeah On this earth But anyway, 01419511025 Right, we said before the break Just to recap, if you've um, missed Rangers have issued a statement about the meeting that they wanted with the Scottish FA They got it today uh, They say there was no mention of any offside during the VAR discussion 
uh, in the fallout from the game they were obviously angry that Willie Collum didn't intervene when Nick Walsh failed to award the penalty for the handball and then later on there was an image which showed that Seymour was offside so the penalty wouldn't have stood anyway but it was more I think about process to use that really annoying word uh, and communication and all that sort of stuff and, and how that's all happened so Ranger statement says from the meeting there was an overriding consensus that the VAR decision of no handball was incorrect having listened to the audio there's no mention of potential offside at the time of the handball decision uh, Rangers also deeply concerned at the haste at which the erroneous no handball call was made um, appealing to the Scottish FA to release the audio explain the decision and future contentious decisions involving all clubs to the public uh, as would be common practice in England for such a decision take it away what do you think well Process. It's all. It is about process because um, if the penalty wasn't given because of Abdullah Seema's offside, the game would have restarted at a free kick to sell to get the point that Seema was offside. Um, you, not, not really in that order, though. No, because the, the, that's that's the, that is the problem. Because the penalty check happens. Yes. Right, and then I think what's muddied the waters here because there's another incorrect call. Why don't we throw it in a? I think my reading of it, Nick Walsh clearly thinks the balls come off Seema. Yeah. And that's why it's a goal yeah. kick. So the penalty check happens, and when that doesn't. But, but VAR can't, can, you know, VAR can't overturn that. VAR doesn't have the exactly. power. Exactly. Willie can say, no, no, it's come off Alistair Johnson's so, right. thigh or chest or whatever. Exactly. So that, that is the, that's, that's yeah. the telltale ultimately yeah. that Willie Collum just thinks it's not a penalty. That, and, and that that's kind of it. And Gordon, until... as we said in the first half of the show, if that's Willie Collum's opinion, that's fine. But yeah, what's sure muddy the is, water? Everybody's entitled to their opinion. I, I think it's wrong. Kenny said in oh, the first no, no, half no. of the I, show. I agree, but I mean the the reaction what, to what, it. What's muddied things is suddenly twenty minutes on. Mm -hmm. There's offside lines getting drawn in sure. the pitch when twenty minutes. Well, earlier, I think John there hadn't, there before hadn't we steal, been any before conversation we, before we steal John's thunder. John, I think that's a similar point you wanted to make, isn't it? Yeah, as guys. Um, the in light of the, the, the penalty decision, whether or not the offside is offside is is kind of relevant in, in the scene because if Willie Collum um, says it's not a penalty kick, there is absolutely no reason to check for offside. And the fact that they've checked for offside is Roger says about twenty minutes or so later. That's the bit that stinks to high heaven with the fans. If Willie Collum has made a decision to say it's not a penalty kick, be it right or wrong because of handball, then that's just going to cause a contentious argument. Mm -hmm. But it's it's then why has he checked for offside? Now, he might make he might well be offside. I'm not arguing about the offside. I'm asking if you've made the decision it's not a handball, and Rangers have said today that there is, apparently there was no mention of offside. Why would you then check for offside during the game? Why would he do that? And why then publicise it to such an extent when that wasn't the reason that the penalty wasn't given? It seems like, it, is this now developing into a PR error on behalf of the, the refereeing? Because, because as an example, right, so John's saying, why has Willie Collum checked for, you know, for offside? We don't, and I can see I, lots of stuff on Twitter, Twitter here about, you know, Willie Collum's lied. I've got absolutely no idea if Willie Collum's no, no, lied. No, no, because no, 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 I don't think there's any conspiracy theory. I don't think there's any lie. I don't think there's any... But, you, but, you can sort of see, but that's that's the way this conversation is now but heading, I, isn't I it? I don't understand. By putting out the offside pictures with the lines, that to me tried to spin that the penalty wasn't given because Abdallah yeah. Seema was offside. 
that's incorrect. The penalty wasn't given because Willie Collum didn't think it was a and, penalty. Oh, and there, the realise there's a mistake being made. Oh, but wait a minute, there is an offside which negates the mistake anyway, so we'll put that out there. Like you say, as, as if that's the reason the penalty's not been given. Willie Collum just never thought it was a penalty. Yeah. That is it. And that's why John's right. It does stink. It doesn't sit right with me the, the way that kind of played out. Not at all. Yeah, it's almost like in trying to in trying to do the right thing, it, that's the bit that's yeah. blown up then. Yeah, yeah. No, it's obviously like I, see, I, right don't, I don't think they're trying to do the right thing. I don't think they've tried to do the right thing by putting the offside. I think they've it's, it's tried to correct a mistake and, and that Kenny, they've made. Kenny as well. The longer the SFA go without addressing this publicly, then the more Rangers supporters like, like John and his you know colleagues will have concerns. Mm. The SFA Rangers have said at the top of the statement, Gordon. I'm just I'm just going to try and call this statement up. They've used the word consensus. The Rangers spoke, Rangers today met the SFA. It says, from the meeting, there was an overriding consensus. The VAR decision of no handball mm -hmm. was incorrect. Yeah. That leads me to believe that people at the SFA are saying to Rangers, you're right. Oh, but, but, but the SFA. Again, yes, but what, I think what. The SFA needs to come any, out and address this. But how is that any different from any other. Like, there will be loads of refereeing decisions within a season that the referee gives or the VAR give and Crawford Allen or the Ref Ops team disagree with and think that that's wrong. So it's not uncommon for them to today say, I think Willie got that wrong. That that does happen. But the SFA should be saying that, not just Rangers. But the I know, SFA should be addressing this but, tonight. Well, this is the thing that they did after the first round of fixtures, isn't it? And I guess in theory, they were waiting to do it again after the next round of fixtures. I, I, I think this um, this transcends waiting to the second batch of fixtures. Mm. Just because of the mess that... Because of the magnitude of the fixture, because of the mess. Yeah, see that 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 to me though that bit that sounds difficult to actually put into practice. So if you're Stuart Kettlewell or you're Stephen Naismith or you're let me finish or you're David Martindale and you think you've been in the wrong end of an injustice, tough because it's not as big a fixture. You know there is a perception here that I, other teams God, don't God, matter in God, Scottish God, football. Gordon, I know what you mean, and I completely agree with you. But Doesn't the, sound like you agree. But the the reality of the situation. Is that this is the biggest, whether we like it or not, this is by far the biggest, most significant fixture on the Scottish mm -hmm. football calendar. And I think the SFA as well, by not addressing this, they're sort of leaving two of their highest profile officials sort of hanging out mm. there, if you know what I mean. That I agree with. But to go back to what I said there, we could, we could be in a scenario where it's a decision that a team deserves to get and they don't get it. And then they get relegated, but what? Okay, because it's not in the biggest fixture of of the in the country. I, just, I don't I, don't get what difference that makes. I, I know what you mean, but you, you're, the corners that I show will tell you what difference it makes. It, it simply is the biggest fixture in the calendar. I know that, and, and that's not the bit I'm arguing and here. One of, one of the two biggest clubs in the country has complained, has demanded talks with the the ruling association today. Uh, it, it just sits badly with me. You said was it a PR error, not. PR error putting out the the, mm -hmm. the offside lines etc. I think it's a gross PR error not addressing this after now. No, maybe they will. Who knows? Um, what do you think, John? I don't think we, we could clear it up for anyone, even if we wanted to. I just think it's difficult. I think you know, regardless of the the, the, the fixture, you know, Gordon, whether it's whether it's Hamilton Ackies and Livingston, the Scottish Cup tie, or, 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 or a Rangers Celtic game, I think the fact that the, the referee and Bar made a decision and then. 20 minutes or so later, tried to justify it is what stinks. That to me is Willie Collum 
and the bar people going this way and go, wait a minute, that's probably should have been a penalty. Mm. Let's have a look at this. And, well, here, wait a minute, we've found an offside. Now, it might well have been offside and it might not, might not have counted. My point with that is, is that... I don't think there's any might about that bit, to be fair. And that's about this thing. Yeah, and, and that, that is it, Kenny, because ultimately you don't have to... Um, in theory, you don't you don't have to justify it. Like, like oh, we said, we can, we can argue till we're blue in the face. If Willie Collum doesn't think it's a penalty, you can be outraged, you can be... But it, that just falls into... I mean, how many refereeing decisions do we disagree with? Oh, listen, loads, and, and handballs in particular. Yeah, you know, exactly, so we would yeah. just, be, just we'd be in another handball that... 50% think it was, 50% think it wasn't. It's not about that. John's nailed it. It's an after the event mm-hmm. they've recognised there's been an offside and it's like they're trying to justify a bad decision. Oh, well, listen, it was a bad decision, but you wouldn't have got the penalty anyway because Seaman was offside. Aye, that, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But that's not, that's absolutely irrelevant in the offside. It's, uh, John's hit it spot on. It's exactly how I've seen it when it, when it started to play out. Mm-hmm. There's been a recognition, there's probably been an error made. Oh, but wait a minute. That error doesn't matter because it was offside anyway. Well, it does, you know, and it should have been communicated better. The process, again, should, should have been clearer. And it should be made clear again, like Roger says. Listen, Willie Combs just didn't think it was a penalty. That was it. Forget the offside. The error's been putting that out as the offside and drawing the lines on and all this carry on. It's just a, it's just a mess, you know, and it doesn't sit right with me. I don't like it. I don't like the way it played out. Because ultimately, Roger, surely is it, is it the next bit? Is it the bit later on when people when, when Rangers say, you know, release the audio? If we're talking about at, at that moment, step in if you think of if I'm guessing wrong here. I think you'll probably just hear Willie Collum saying, "No penalty, hands in a natural position, whatever." And again, you can disagree yeah. with it, but that is presumably what he says at that moment. So I, I don't know. Hearing that isn't that's gonna, not going to dent for me. But is it the bit later on? I think I think it's when John says. Why bring yeah. the offside? I, I, Why check I, the offside then? The, the audio for me is, isn't hugely relevant because as you say, Gordon, there's just going to be a conversation between Willie, Colm and Nick Walsh saying, I don't think it was a penalty. Yeah. Which on. we can, again, and so, for the umpteenth time, we can all disagree it's, with. It's come off Seaman gone wide. Now, it's a mis- you can say it's a mistake in the, in the play on. That, that, that doesn't... It. I would like to know, and I think Rangers would like to know, why 20 minutes after the incident... This mm. offside is publicly made out when really the offside itself is going to do with a penalty. And the penalty's not given because they don't think it's a penalty. Do you know what? And that is that is the bit that I just out of curiosity because I've seen the way VAR yeah. operates. This notion that Willie Collum went twenty minutes later said to have here by the way, see although the game's gone on, going to just you take over. I, I don't know how we could have done that, and yeah. like genuinely, so I'm not saying he did or he didn't. The game is raging on. It's so busy. You're trying to keep and, an eye. And Celtic so, have just scored a goal and every goal has a VAR check. So the VAR and his assistant would be busy checking Kyogo's goal. Mm-hmm. Not that it was anything that mattered with Kyogo's goal. But just by, mm-hmm. so, you know, yeah, this, this by is, protocol, they would look at it. This is genuine. There is no judgment attached from me. I really want to know if it is later, the way everybody's saying, I don't know how you do that. You know, I, I, Probably did it at half time though. You could have been checking at half time. Again, Potentially, I, I, I am asking. Because it happened at the end of the half. That's 15 why, minutes at half time. why the SFA need to tell And us how what's soon going. after half time did we see it was quite soon after? Uh, well, no, the goal came, what, 48 minutes? Uh, yeah, the goal came 47 48. It was after that, Gordon. So. Do, you, do you know what I mean by yeah. that? Like, it's raging on. It's not like you've got time in play to go. I can't remember who the assistant VAR was to say, here, listen, just you deal with this for 15 minutes. Hold on, let me go back, rewind, rewind. Yeah. All right, there is an offside there. I, that, I would genuinely love to know how but, that. But, but that's, that's or, where or, I or think whether it, it has. was. Or whether it, or whether it was communicated. And, 
relatively soon after, and, but the and also the image wasn't put out. Who why, knows? Why would you even check for offside? Because if you're doing the, if you're following the steps of the process, you would only do that. Mm-hmm. And for instance, if uh, if bo- the penalty's bo- given, basically. if the penalty's yeah, yeah. given, if Willie Collum sends Nick Walsh to the screen, Nick Walsh goes to the screen and thinks, "I'll tell you what, that's a penalty. I've missed it. That's a penalty." Mm-hmm. Then the protocol is yep. you then what did they call it the attacking phase, phase of, of play, play the APP yeah yeah you go through that again oh hang on a wee second Abdelassim is offside no penalty start yeah. with a free kick for Celtic if IFAB are listening maybe this should be the lesson to did you check offside first just uh, do I, it that way IFAB won't be listening they switched off our mics like they did with Mike Nick Montgomery and then uh, then that would be much easier wouldn't it just check offside first anyway it's a good talking point for us in the winter break John thank you what do you think get your calls in now Clyde One Super Scoreboards Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West for 50 years. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller are here at 01419511025. It's Twitter at Clyde SSB. Keep your thoughts coming in, please. Um, I'm going to give these two a full time teaser as soon as one of the producers brings it into the studio for me. Let's play the dramatic music. The full time teaser with sliding wardrobe solutions East Kilbride. Slad wall panels available in seven colours. Now in stock at East Kilbride at competitive prices. As if by magic, if you're watching the live stream, you won't even know how slick that was because producer Chris managed to just stay out of shot, handed me the bit of paper. Which is good news for the viewers. Very good news for the viewers. Anyway, good question for you today. Uh, and it's that man again. He's going to need to change his name because he's getting too much airtime with Gordon DL's unusually long nose. That's the name of the Twitter account. Um, Wasn't it him that met him at the hotel this morning? No, it was not. Since 2012, can you name the captains of each Scottish Premiership club when they last won a major trophy? So since 2012, can you name the captains of each Scottish Premiership club when they last won a major trophy? Now, needless to say, some top flight clubs haven't won a major trophy in that time frame. Don't need, feel bad about it. Gordon. Need I remind myself? Don't feel bad about it. But um, yes, there we go. Any that spring to mind? James Tavern. Yeah, yeah Cal McGregor. God, going for the easy ones, honestly. Yeah. Uh, One more guess, and we'll move on. Jason Kerr. Yes. All right. I think you're going to squish that one by the looks of it. You too. Uh, so keep your questions coming in. By the way, we're going to need loads um, on that. So it's fulltime at Clyde1.com Fulltime at Clyde1.com That is the number, uh, the email address, sorry, you need If you want to hear your question used on the show Then please do Um, Like I said, we are on Twitter as well Where you will be no surprise to hear There is various arguments raging on Some of you being constructive Some of you just Shouting like spoiled children um, Coco says <laughs> Nick Walsh didn't think it was a penalty Willie Collum never saw an obvious error Is that not the case? Pretty much In a nutshell case, there's, yeah. a bit, there's a bit more to it That's um, um, annoying people John says I'll say it again The ref and VAR said it wasn't a pen Forget the offside He only went back to cover that up The fact he made such a blatant mistake I think the language we choose is important here Because I think in the In the very If we want to talk about that very instant There I think you can say Forget about the offside But it also is a bit important In, in like the bigger picture of How big a How big an injustice this is Yeah Well the offside Yeah because it wouldn't have stood yeah. Of course I think for, I think Yeah so John's Look it's on Twitter I know that the, 
intricacies can be lost. For talking about the actual decision, yeah, you probably can forget about the offside because it's not been taken into account there, hence why it's not been yep. said in the VAR audio. I think it's it, it must be worth at least bearing in mind slightly, Roger, that it, this isn't that type of injustice. It might be people have got all sorts of suspicions, but we're not on we're not on about a decision here that how much worse would this be, I suppose, is my... So you could even just say they got lucky. I, I don't know what it is, but this would be a whole lot worse if we had a... What was it? Liverpool Spurs type scenario where yeah. you've got a major or, failure and then you're looking at... that. That's done a or, team out of whatever. Or they give the penalty. James Tavernier scores the penalty. Rangers go on to win the game. And then they find out... And it then they been. find out it's <laughs> exactly. offside at half past six at night. Yeah, that's yeah. a problem. That's that a genuine a problem. problem. Now, the phrase you used there, you got lucky... You could say that. People will say that. I'm not sure that was how Nick Walsh and Willie Collin will feel about it because they don't think it's a penalty. Yeah, so, exactly. You see it, what it, I mean? Yeah, that, that, and I, I want... I don't think they'll think they got lucky because it was offside. I think that's this is why it's like... So become, why put the offside out there and become, why check the no, offside? But, that, but that, this is the interesting thing genuinely because you're right in your theory. The psychology of it becomes quite interesting. Right now, if I could get Willie Collum in here and I'd love to... Does he still does he still think it's not a handball? Because why would he know though? It, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm genuinely asking. He might. He genuinely might. And might it, think it's not. A, but the thing that would support Kenny's view is, if he does still think it's a handball, that's the bit of well, why even bother checking yeah. for the offside? Because this notion that he's covered up a mistake. What if he doesn't think it's a mistake? But clearly, presumably, he does. By the statement, clearly potentially. But well, now though, now yeah, though, yeah. I mean, and, and just because they, although to be fair, Rangers, and again, this is where it would be nice to know more, if Rangers say consensus, does that mean Willie Collum as well? Or does it mean Ian Maxwell or does it mean Crawford Allen? Or yeah. who, who does it mean? That's why we need the SFA to clarify. Um, the SFA might come back and say, hold on a wee second, we're not involved in that consensus. We, we think, you know, mm. we think Willie and Nick got it right. But the whole issue is, Protocol-wise, if they don't think it's a penalty, which they don't, why do you even look mm -hmm. for offside? Be nice to know. Uh, Andy's on the line. Andy, what do you think? You're a Celtic Hi, fan on this. Yeah, good. Happy New Year, guys. How you doing? Hi, um, Andy. Uh, uh, I've got two wee points. You've mentioned Gordon about frustrations in the past, about linesmen taking time to raise their flags and letting play go on, and there's, there's opportunities for injury that are unnecessary. I've heard you mention mm -hmm. before, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe the panels as well. My question about the game of Saturday, this is my main point, is when Turnbull get pushed for a potential penalty for Celtic, the linesman put his flag up immediately. My question is, hey, Wally Collins getting fingers pointed at, but it's, um, he's, at least he's consistent. I think it should have been a penalty in the first instance, but I also thought the one with Golson, Ibrox last year when he put his hands up, was also Wally Collins, was also a penalty. So he's consistent, right? Um, and I don't get what, why they showed the offside line if Wally Collins thought it was no handball. But my question is, why did the far side linesman not put his flag up? Which would have made it a lot easier for everybody. Oh no, he doesn't think he presumably doesn't think it's offside, and that, again, that's it. Or doesn't realise that that is the bit that VAR's meant to just clear up, I guess. Yeah. And and that was a tight call anyway. I think when you even seen it, it looked it yeah. looked like it was a tight call. That would have been one for for VAR for VAR absolutely. Um, I, think, I think it's just bad again. I don't think they think it's a penalty. I think it's the same as the one at the yeah. other end. Yeah. Um, whether this is the I mean, Andy, did you, did you mention Turnbull there? 
I'm reading the tweet at the same time. Yeah. I thought Turnbull's was was tight as well. So the the flag went up on the occasion for Turnbull, but didn't go up on the occasion for Seema. So I just wondered whether or not that that linesman could have done everybody a favour. And this doesn't this doesn't mean Rangers are wrong. By the way, it's not the point I'm trying. Not the not the point I'm trying to make. And Rangers say in their statement they want this for all clubs, but it, it does show you the the can of worms nature of this because Celtic and a lot are now tweeting me saying. Well, let's hear the let's hear the audio as to why. How was David Turnbull definitely offside? Yeah. I'd like to know that he's pushed in the back by Tavernier. That should have been a penalty. Get, give us the audio. Why? Why is there the same hullabaloo not being? And I'm not saying one side right and the other side wrong. I'm talking about the can of worms nature of it all. Yeah, and I'm not even sure that we need to get to a situation where Kenny and I come in with you at six o'clock on a Monday. And we spend the first half hour playing audio conversations between referees and VARs. Quite good fun, though, wouldn't it? But they got an easy night as well. Easy well, night, possibly. Yeah. Um, what I think we do need, though, is a situation where if clubs want to hear the audio, clubs are allowed to hear the audio, and a situation where the likes of Sky Sports have put an awful lot of money into this game, where Sky mm. Sports get a bit of clarity. Kenny was doing the co-coms with Ian Crocker and Chris Sutton at the weekend. Um, Sky had I think it was Chris Boyd Neil Lennon James McFadden In the studio With Ellie Barber At half time All through half time All the pundits Everybody mm-hmm. in the show it's First time Neil yeah. Lennon And Chris Boyd Have agreed to anything <laughs> We're all under the You know Belief that It's a penalty kick I think we were the same in here Yeah And then you see it afterwards um... 100% I was, like, I, was, I was watching at Rugby Park And listening to the show And everybody was in agreement So There should be a better way Of communicating Decisions To Sky during live games to allow Sky to disseminate that information to the viewers and then it comes back to us and we let the listeners know God. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe in maybe it's wishful thinking. Do it in England. Yeah. Is this their sixth season of uh we're one and a half seasons do, in. Do we need to wait six seasons before uh, no, we do it? Maybe not six, but I think La Liga have had it for six years and they've never released any audio and now they're starting to by the way and they're going to do it regularly ah, look what happens over um, there look at that McTominay so, goal was disallowed um, on. that was dodgy wasn't it look I, maybe in six I don't know maybe we don't get to that stage and that's disappointing but you know if it's, maybe it's something that can be worked towards I think is ultimately what I'm saying put it this way nobody released audio in the first couple of years of our nobody so maybe we can though maybe we can be trailblazers and we have released audio of some this season, not that many, but some, and I know there was a plan to do it after every round of fixtures. But then, to be fair, you don't get them all, and you don't get to necessarily choose. Um, but uh, I don't know, Handy, what do we think going forward? I, I, listen, that wasn't my main point. Just because you were speaking about it, when I, I thought you'd have spoke. <laughs> I thought right. you'd spoke it out by now because it's Saturday. Hey, no, it's really about just with the, the return uh, Hatati and Abada, uh, in particular, the former Bernardo. I just wonder whether or not it's going to impact on Celtic's plans for transfers because, in my opinion at the moment, I don't think we should be signing anybody at all who is not better than what we've got in the first-choice positions. There's no point in bringing in to beef up the numbers because we've got too big a squad at the moment. For me, if we could, I know this is a wee, a wee bit hopeful, but uh, rather than sign two or three players, I wish we could put, push the boat out and, and go for Jota because, for me, that's the, the position that probably needs strength. And Palmer has uh, been decent but uh, being decent, I don't think it's good enough. So I, I think it, it may well, uh, we may well not sign the volume of players with day. And I don't want volume. It needs to be quality. Mm. So I just wonder whether those returns are going to impact with it. Great thought. question. And Palma's such a brown example. The guy's numbers are good and he is productive, Kenny. Yep. But he's got some fans tearing their hairs out. It's a, yep. but he's a, he's a, I think Mark Wilson said that yeah. yesterday. Probably frustrating to play with, but you can't really argue with the number of goals he's assisting. 
Not at all. And uh, again, it goes back to, again, right at the start of the season, it was a, the position that I thought Celtic needed to strengthen in. Because when you're losing a player of that quality, you need somebody to come in and it's actually a direct replacement. And it never happened. Palmer, to be fair, I think he's done okay. You know, I do. I think he's he's no jotter. Uh, but he definitely brings something to the team in terms of assists. I think he's got real creativity. He's got good quality. And he's, and he's displayed that over the over the last kind of month or so as well. So... Uh, I absolutely agree with Andy, and I think this is pretty cliche for it, for every team. They don't need numbers, even across the City Rangers. Celtic don't need squad players. They don't need squad players. Brendan Rodgers will want to sign players that are going to go into that starting lineup and make it better. Uh, so, can you get those guys in January? It's tough. Everything that surrounds the January transfer window, but they've had decent success over mm -hmm. the the past. Matt O'Reilly came in. You know their biggest uh, their biggest asset at the club at the moment. Yeah, good point. Thank you to Andy. Very quickly on this teaser. Then since twenty twelve, can you name the captains of each Scottish Premiership club when they last won a major trophy? Callum McGregor, James Tavernier, and Jason Kerr. David Gray. Mm, sir, I think they call him, but you'll <laughs> not be giving him that addition. St Mirren win the League Cup. Jim Goodwin. Yes, and we'll get the rest of the answers and more of your calls next. Glasgow in the West's league leader for 50 years. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna. 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. We've got a full time teaser on the go. It's quite a good one actually. Since 2012, can you name the captains of each Scottish Premiership club when they last won a major trophy? Uh, so I'll just. Since you need it advertised, it doesn't include Motherwell because they've not won a trophy in that time, or Livy or Dundee. Um, so you've got Celtics was Callum McGregor, Rangers was James Tavernier, St Johnston's Jason Kerr and St Mirren's Jim Goodwin. Take one more each. Russell Anderson. Of Aberdeen. Yes. And Roger. I mean, Kelly won the League Cup, James Fowler. Ah, brilliant. You've only got one, two to get. I'm confident you'll absolutely scoosh it. Dean is on the line. How's it going, Dean? Hi, guys. Evening. How are you? You all right? Not too bad. Uh, I've just got two two quick points. Um, it's just relating to the Celtic and Rangers game at the weekend. Mm -hmm. Now, I know I'm listening to the show and I'm hearing you guys say that the, the handball's a mistake. Um, there's obviously been a statement issued by Rangers demanding answers um, as to why it wasn't been given as a handball. And I just want to know why you guys think, firstly, mm -hmm. it's a mistake. Because if we go back to the Conor Golson um, handball with Starfield at Ibrox last last season, mm -hmm. and then you look at two games after that, where Conor Golson has got two handballs at Ibrox, not given, and then you look at the Hamilton handball with Conor Golson in the box, not given. We can go on and on and on, you know, and these penalties are not given. And by the way, Wally Gollum was the guy for VAR against Rangers and Celtic at Ibrox last season as well, so... That's my first point, mm -hmm. and I'm also going to move on to my second point. Um, the, um, I, I think, but look, the guys can think it's a mistake, and you or I can't change that, Dean. But I think what maybe we meant was as well as the the, the statement the Scottish FA are sort of acknowledging that it was a mistake, the handball. But do you know what I mean? Like they they are they are now all in agreement. But are they going to come out and mm -hmm. issue every single penalty claim? And exactly, claim? and and, again, and yeah, you're right. It's a fair question to ask, and that that can be the can of worms. Um, because I, I think I, Connor Golson, of all people, he's been a lucky man when it comes to handballs in the box, you know. So um, I think questions should be answered on that. I, th 
I think generally speaking, right, I totally get where Dean's coming from, Roger, because the handball when it, when VAR first came in and then we had the handball, it was a proper bin fire. Like, oh, there was some the atrocious. Place. Remember the Matt O'Reilly when against oh. Ross County and Bernabe one yeah. last season against the United Terrible. It's got a bit better, yeah, but it's still handball is just nonsense. Every everywhere you look, I, I, I've referenced it just because it's recently. You look at there was a big hullabaloo down the road about Odegaard's. You've seen Frankie Kent one given. Yeah. There at the weekend when you're saying all he's doing is jostling and it's yeah. a kind of natural movement. So it has got a bit better, but there is still a problem here. And that's what I said, going back to Willie Collum. Maybe, and I just, I don't know, maybe Willie Collum doesn't, still doesn't think that's a I think, I think that's a case. I think that's 100% the case. Because can we ever be, like there are some really obvious ones, you know, when that, that way like a shot's going towards goal and there's a hand here and yeah. it hits the hand and it stops it going. I think we all know they're really obvious. Out with that, there's still debate to be had about a lot of them. No? Oh, well, there is debate to be had. Um, I thought the Kilmarnock penalty at Ibrox yesterday was a penalty. I think John Suter's arm is sufficiently away from his body. And I think the officials at Ibrox yesterday did the right thing. The VAR got to John Beaton, put him to the screen. Mm-hmm. John Beaton had a look at it and gave the penalty. That's correct. To go back to the one Dean speaks about last season, I think was was the rationale not used at Goldson that... His hands were up protecting In front his, of his face his So it didn't make your body bigger And all that sort oh, of stuff that's even, now, I'm Listen, not, we've been I'm over that one For about six weeks did, at the time Gordon, I'm not saying I agree with any of these rules But I'm saying These mm. are the rules And this is why these decisions were given And as we said at the top of the show If Willie Collum thinks Alistair Johnson Isn't mm-hmm. a penalty That's absolutely fine That's why we have officials mm. To make decisions but, like that But you do Kenny You're convinced yeah. it was And that makes Dean's A kind of moot point I see where you're all coming from you I think it is a mistake ultimately. I think it is a mistake And also I think it was a mistake No sending Nick To the monitor And allow him to make that decision mm. You know And then again Going back to it It wouldn't have mattered Because Seaman was offside So it's not about the fact Because it's no cost Rangers But I, I think that's as clear As you get with a handball Natural movement He's actually punched the ball As he's hooking His arm round Out mm-hmm. the pitch It's no natural uh, It stopped Seema Potentially getting an advantage Clearly can as I, well Can I tell you why I wish that would be removed From the rules Because I'm not Disagreeing with you But somebody will say Well it is a natural movement If, but, you're, tr- if you're trying to put Your arm round yeah, yeah. Seema But what, what I'm mean? going to say Is I'm going to then Flip it the other way then Natural for you is no natural for him. Exactly. Natural, well, exactly. The natural statement is rubbish. I right? think, well, you've, just, you've, you've just agreed yeah, yeah. to what I've no, said. But, but, it's, but, it's, but it's rubbish. It is rubbish. But that's a, it's a, he's punched the ball at the pitch. Like you can't punch the ball away from an opponent when the opponent's yep. potentially moving forward to the goal. I, I, I so, hear all that. What I'm saying so, is that. The, for, so for me, I, anyway, it's a mistake. But that's, I can handle the mistake. I'd, I, I would rather know VAR. And I would rather us just get back to <laughs> dealing nice. with referees that do make mistakes. By the way, players make mistakes, managers make mistakes, I get it. Referees have got to make that decision in such a, a short, as a split second, they are going to get things wrong. That's not the problem. It's been the whole process of what they've tried to do and then the offside coming in and it's 20 minutes later that you see it. That's where the problem lies in this. Speaking and the, be- of, the beauty of, of problems it is... Gone, what are we going to do for the next fortnight? I've got a championship game this nah, Saturday. There's just, no VAR. We can just argue about this. What are we going to talk about? We'll and still the, be talking about refereeing decisions, though. And, and this is the best because, like, minutes apart, Danny is on Twitter. He says, I'm a disgrace. I'm a Rangers cheerleader. But Gaz has just steamed in to say that I'm trying in every way possible to get the excuses in and that Celtic are cheating. There we go. So we've, we've annoyed everybody at the same time, which is a, it's a good thing, isn't it? Yep. That's usually mm. when you know you're, you're sort of pitching it at the right... Yeah. The right level I'd If you couldn't get on tonight Call the six tomorrow Daz and the mushroom <laughs> Yeah they're, they're all across it It has to be said um, I, I'd wonder where it does go from here Rangers say they've made some 
requests to the Scottish FA, whatever they are and whether they get, you know, allowed, whether they get upheld. I've sort of said before, you want me to be really selfish about it? Shows like this, great, yeah, give us the audio for any decision that people want, get, get us it. I'd love that. That's a fan. Oh, sorry, that's a, that's a kind of broadcaster. Professional broadcaster. Speaking, I don't know about professional. That, that's the broadcaster speaking. And I know you're not meant to sympathise with the Scottish FA, but they clearly can't release the audio of every decision. Right, so I, I then wonder how we manage that sensibly going forward. Yeah, listen, I know what you mean. Um, there's a furore at the weekend. Rangers fans are unhappy. Um, there are questions to be answered. There's been a meeting today with the SFA and Rangers. Um, I don't know whether the SFA feel they have answered all those questions, but Rangers, judging by their statement, don't feel they have had satisfactory mm -hmm. answers. They have put more requests to the SFA, I don't think we've heard the end of this, Gordon. No, I, I doubt we have. Maybe I'm just greedy. I just hoped that this meeting was going to uncover something that I didn't know already or didn't kind of feel already. I think because it maybe because it has dragged on for a few days, I think everyone sort of knew that Willie Collum just didn't think it was a penalty at the time. That's it. That's exactly what it is. And you know, it's, like I said, I would have said it about a million times, already. it's not about that decision. You know, I don't, what Rangers are going to get out of this, I'm, I'm not too sure yeah. because. Their penalty probably should have been given, but it would have been ruled out. Yeah, you know, because remember the, whole... the like we said the the act the big injustice that happened down the road, and then some people were saying game being replayed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which was because it's cost them, and it could cost them that the points that they lost that they could lead to them losing. I the mean, we're obviously not on. Like I say, we're not anywhere near those discussions because in the end it was the right decision. But it's the process. My goodness, never thought you'd use that word so often. On here, it's there a new narrative. Yeah, that's Hugh Keevan's favourite word. I think we're nearly there, so let's park that for now because I'm pretty certain we'll get back to it at some point. Uh, can you name the captains of each Scottish Premiership club since 2012, uh, the la when they last won a trophy? So, like Russell Anderson, captain Aberdeen in 2014, uh, Callum McGregor, of course, is Celtic's Tavernier at Rangers, David Gray at Hibs, James Fowler at Kilmarnock, Jason Kerr at St Johnston. And Jim Goodwin at St Mirren. You've got one each. You want to split the responsibility? I'll go Andy Davies, Ross County. Mm -hmm. Against Tibbs, 2016. I think the last one's Hearts. The 5-1 game in 2012. Yeah? Yep. The late, great Marius Saluska. Zaliukas. I'll let you away with the mispronunciation. Zaliukas. Uh, thank you Kenny Thank you Roger It might be the winter break But we are here We are not going anywhere So make sure you join us At 6 o'clock tomorrow With Mark Wilson And Gordon Diel Looking forward to hear What they've got on their minds Tomorrow evening Thanks for listening Thanks for calling We'll see you at 6 tomorrow In the meantime Stay right there on Clyde One